everybody. Yay! Happy New Year! Almost, anyway. But, uh, yeah, it is UK Cowboys TV. <laughs> Season 2, episode 97. It is, of course, as well, the pre-game show uh, for this Sunday's matchup versus the Giants. An extremely and very important game. Uh, will help decide what happens with the postseason for the Cowboys. Um, but, yeah, uh, we are back. Hope you've all had a lovely Christmas. Um, I'm sure everyone's carrying a little bit of holiday weight. Uh, that's going to be my excuse. My holiday weight seems to last all 12 months. How are you guys, though? Fat as fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. I, yep. I'm not, I can't beat that. Literally, <laughs> F-A-T as fuck. <laughs> yes, but as I said, it is uh, the New Year special. Uh, so uh, it's not just myself here today. We have the 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 2020 and the 2021 of UK Cowboys TV. Mr. Graham and Mr. Paul Stewart with us. That's right. Hello. That's how we're doing this. Is it up to the viewers <laughs> to decide which is which? Uh, if you want, yeah, why not? Judging by this, that. this judging by this season of podcast, I'm probably 2020. Let's... <laughs> uh, don't put yourself down like that But guys, uh, everybody who's at home Make sure you uh, grab yourself a beer, uh, a wine um, Whatever it is that happens to be your poison for the night We are all having a drink here I'm on the Buffalo Trace Very nice, do highly recommend it I'm um, on the Desperados tonight And also ah, and Old Faithful And also Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, for anyone at home wondering what that's about, that's Mad Dog. And, oh, the uh, American's yeah, off, off air, we talk a lot about Mad Dog. <laughs> um, but, yes, um, just though for one point, the uh, fantasy football section we usually run at the end of the show, that is done with um because obviously there are some crazy people oh, out there playing week 17 fantasy football i think you're mad if you are because how the hell are you ever supposed to do anything with that um but congratulations to all the winners um that's in the uk cowboys leagues um that we run the the dynasty leagues and uh the league me and paul were in with the cowboys creators as well but any league you're in well done to all the champions yeah, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Flag Runner Cruz, man. He Flag Runner. Me. Yeah, he beat me in the final by a long shot. He had bloody Alvin Kamara, so I had no chance. I was going to say. I seen that. I seen <laughs> he had Alvin Kamara. 56 points by one player. Six touchdowns. Was it six touchdowns? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, he had over 50 points. Yeah, well, put it this way. After that one one player, I was just like, nah, game's a bogey. Like, I, 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 was already, I was like literally in the, in the comments uh, and sleeper app saying, hey, yeah, dude, congrats, you've won this already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, game's over. And he was the same, he was like, he said, you know, it's a cheap way to win uh, a fantasy league. It is what it is, though. That's fantasy for you. All wrapped game. up neatly in a nutshell. Um, but, guys, uh, let us know as well throughout the show uh, if you've got any thoughts, feelings about uh, not just the Cowboys game, because there is, in replacement of the fantasy section, we're going to look at the other game that's really important this weekend, which is the Washington Eagles uh, game. So we'll just we'll touch into it, 
don't have to get too complicated, but send us your feelings and thoughts uh, and give us your comments as well on what you think the scores will be, who's going to play well, who you expect them to play well, who we're we looking for. Just join in generally because uh, about halfway through this, we're going to be too drunk to talk anyway. <laughs> um, so, right then, guys, let's get into the latest news <clears throat> and injury updates and then we can break into some uh, talk here. So, first of all, we got some questionables. Um, uh, so we've got Cheeto, who's with a hammy. Um, we've got Donovan Wilson, who's questionable with illness. It's not COVID. So I think it looks like he's going to play. Uh, Zach Martin, he's down as doubtful. Uh, but I put a post up yesterday. Um, Jerry came out on 105 The Fan, said Zach Martin is not going to play. Uh, he's practicing, but it, he's, they want him more ready for the playoffs. Fingers crossed if that happens. Uh, Zeke with the calf, <laughs> yeah. but he's probable. Yeah, yeah. He's probable. Uh, Xavier Woods, he's uh, questionable again with his ribs. Darren Thompson, he's in concussion protocol. So safety being the issue. But on the other side, uh, there's some very big notables for the Giants. Uh, Evan Ingram doesn't look like he's going to be playing. He may be shut down for the season. So that's one of the big threats. The other big threat, their wide receiver, Sterling Shepard, he's questionable. Um, also, uh, put onto IR is their other wide receiver, Sills. He's pretty much done. And all their running backs. So, uh, and that is Devontae Freeman on there too. Devontae Freeman, pretty much the entire running back core, they're all questionable. Um, which is very interesting because the Cowboys' biggest issue is the run defense, and that was a massive oh. firework that just went off. I'm waiting to hear if the dog kicks off. <laughs> We're safe. <laughs> um, but uh, if we just briefly touch on to the um injury update, guys, anybody there that you're worried about on both sides? Uh, well, I, I, I wasn't, I know you're not mentioning them, but uh, I was kind of worried about Antoine Woods at one point. Um, but I, spoke I think he's done for the season. Yeah, I spoke to him on. I spoke to him on his um, Twitch stream. Not yeah, see how he's doing and stuff like. That. He said he, he's like, nah, it's not looking pretty good. So I'm like, okay. so, so pretty much out of the season. He's like, I don't want to admit it, but I'll let that. He said he's pretty saying I'll let the Cowboy staff decide that. But he, but he wants to play regardless if he's got a leg or no arms, pretty much. So. <laughs> That's always the player's and way. And, you know, that, and that's the attitude we need. That is the attitude. Yeah, that, it is, as I say, it's always the player's way. It was like with uh, Trayvon Diggs. You know, yeah. he's walking around on crutches and he was like, yeah, I might be playing next week. And it's like, no, no, you're really not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, concerning that um, you said Donovan Wilson, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And, and she do, um, you know, we, we don't have great depth in the secondary. No. Uh, just glad we've got Diggs back. Um, yeah, yeah. That's it's always um, it's always a bit touch and go with the secondary, and you you just want as many guys in there as possible to make things a little bit smoother. But um, with them having Shepard out, you know, that's it looks that way. Yeah, I mean the other wide receiver still he's he's done. he's down on IR. The only big one really that's looking to come back. Is their outside linebacker uh, Fackrell? He looks like he's going to be coming back, and that's a big one because he he can create turnovers. Mm. So, hmm, 
here we go. That is our uh, update. So, guys, let's get into some offensive talk then. Um, and we can just before you jump in at that, just to say thanks for guys for coming into the show so far. Ronald, Valente, Floyd, Gary, appreciate you guys coming in, and of course, Lauren as well. So, guys, keep the comments coming in as we go go on talk about the offense here. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll do a big shout out to everyone at the end of the show as well for the year. Um, as I put on one of our comments before, you're our MVPs out there. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get into then, guys, the offensive talk. Um, so, really, the big thing that stands out for me straight away, right? Cowboys are on a three-game winning streak. Believe it or not, the Giants were hot mid-season and now at the moment on a seven-game losing streak. <laughs> yeah, um, but. What is interesting, the big one for me, is just the last three games for both teams. And we'll, we'll break it all down as we go along. The first thing I want to do, and I don't know, I'll let you guys talk on this. I wanted to give our offensive line coach, Joe Philbin, a lot of credit for what the O-line have done, especially on this run, the last three games. What do you guys think? Absolutely. I mean... I suppose Kellen Moore deserves a bit of recognition as well. 100%, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for for an offensive line coach, it is different. It must be difficult to try and get backups and other and first stringers to be in the same wavelength for yeah. the dog starters. So that and that takes a lot of game film, a lot of preparation, a lot of one to one interaction with the players. Mm -hmm. So. He had had his work cut out for him for, for, for this whole season, so there's a lot of credit to Joe, a lot of credit to him. Yeah. But what do you think, Gray? I know you're usually quite critical of the O-line. Yeah, it's um, it's it's trending upwards. It's, it's encouraging because, um, mm -hmm. like, to throw, to throw in guys off the street, basically, like, undrafted rookies and, and so on. Yeah. But for for us to glue together a three game winning streak and still be in with a shout of the division, despite the season we've had, you mean this the the previous sixteen weeks are out the window now. It all comes yep. down to to this to this week. We can forget about the rest. We can forget about all the bad criticisms we've had with them. They've they've uh, they've had most of them have had a full season. Uh, Connor Williams is is about to have a, a full season. Yeah. Um, we've got two yeah. tackles in there that are. That are starting to hold down the position a little bit. Uh, we've got uh, Zach Martin coming back potentially for for January as well if it does come mm. to that. So it is trending up. Um, we've we've got a little bit of consistency now. With Looney as well. Yeah. Um, I know a short corner. That one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know. It's 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 great to see because um, certainly there was there was an awful lot of there was an awful lot of doubt and who who were going to be the five guys like there were. There were points in the, the, the pre-game show we didn't know who the tackles were going to be, yeah. and this was yeah. on Thursday night, Friday morning. We were still we we're still questioning about who the guys were going to be. So, um, Philbin, I think, has done a great job, especially yeah. to 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 have so many uh, rookies in there and so many young players as well. Because yeah. we forget that Williams and, and McGovern are not seasoned professionals yet. Um, they've still got some of the best talent in the league coming at them. So it's, it's going to take a little bit of while. They're not star-studded uh, first-round picks. So there is going to be a little bit of work in there. But um, certainly in terms of experience, there's nothing that beats getting on the field. And if if we can 
if we can figure out the the five guys across the line, um, it makes things an awful lot easier for the draft because you feel like you don't have to dip into the draft quite as heavy. If you feel ready to go ahead with Steel or or Knight, you know, um, it, it can be done. It can be done. Certainly, um, the best way to get better is by playing. And we, <laughs> by hook or by crook, we're forced into these guys. But less and less, it's looking more of a force and... Um, it's encouraging to see them hold down the position for a change. That is good. Yeah, yeah. I, and like you say, and the, the, the crazy thing to, um, yeah, there we go. I was just yeah, about Mark. to mention that the, the various um, combinations that there have been. But bear in mind, he's had to do all this in a year that we've had where he can't directly at times interact with the team. He's had to do it all virtual, you know, and I think that that's where is the uptick as well uh, in what gives you the thumbs up to what Joe's done. But just to put it in perspective, mind you, some of it is statistical. Now, all you've got to look at is in the last four games, the O-line's only given up six sacks. So, it's, better, it's not bad. It's better, it's better than what we've been doing before. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the big one that the stats don't show that I think is very interesting is how the offensive linemen in the run game I've been moving defensive linemen off the ball. And you're seeing that an awful lot more, which is creating running lanes. And as a result, you're seeing the likes of Tony Pollard and Zeke getting consistent 100-yard games. And in the last three games, yes, this is going back yeah. to my last three-game talk, you're seeing it happening, 100-yard games from your running backs. Lo and behold, it all starts with the O-line. Yeah. And we're... And we're and... Now, you kind of just briefly mentioned, see, we're actually starting to see game by game. Z is now becoming more himself, not just yeah. phys but physically, but up here. Oh, <clears throat> like, oh. like, and I find, though, like, I kind of mentioned, mentioned this in the show on Tuesday, but what if like, it could be the fact that this injury was so maybe lingering on for so X amount of weeks, not the ones that we, it was all, it was already mentioned. That could be yeah. having the downfall on how Z was performing and that could have an effect on his mental state of playing the game. So yeah. now that he feels more confident, he feels he's 100%. We saw in the end result in that last game there, he looked hungry running that ball. Yeah, I, I mean, the, like the, the thing as well that, is like a lot of people who are talking about Zeke and all the rest of it. Bear in mind, the guy only needs 63 yards in this game to have another 1,000 yard season. So people are saying how bad he's playing. He, he's nearly at 1,000 yards. And that is like really a minimum benchmark. I know when you're talking Zeke and, you know, we're talking about the cap costs and all the rest of it, yeah. you want to see more than that. But at the end of the day, He's also facing a lot of stack boxes. So if yeah. you're if yeah. you're a running back facing the most stack boxes in the NFL, which he is, and he's getting a thousand yard season, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, man. I mean, I think um, Alfie's comment. I think that is related to Zeke. I, I believe he did yes. have he did have, he did have COVID. So um, he did. That could have earlier <clears throat> implications. Excuse me, earlier implications leading into the season. So. And not just that, I, I think it, it's the double-edged sword with it, that it, him directly getting it, 
as well as it affecting the team in terms of that uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah practicing yeah. all the rest of it because at the end of the day uh, the offensive line it's a dance and everyone so, thinks and and not to put an excuse in there is is, is two-way communication with Dak yeah like, not him not having Dak there mm-hmm. that can that can affect a running, a running back's mentality as well like it could be a different way how the ball has been handed over and not to mention mm-hmm. how many quarterbacks terminology yeah, exactly. But like how many quarterbacks mm-hmm. we actually played with this season outside of Andy Dalton? We had uh, <laughs> yeah. Gabbert, we had Ben Denucci. Ben Denucci, so, yeah, yeah. And, and and there was the whole talk about, oh, Cooper Rush could have been starting at one game at some point. And we're like, oh, no. So um, so for as a running back, you're like, I don't even know who my quarterback's going to be. That could throw a whole lot of spanners in, in, into the works here. So, yeah. So yeah. That, that could be a narrow reason as well. So I just want to kind of add that point in there. But yeah, here's the crazy thing. Oh, go on, Greg. I challenge any running, I challenge any star running back in the league to have this the similar season they have when you remove four starters in the offensive line. Yeah, that's going to affect you, anybody. Whether and you have, or not. yeah, and then you put two undrafted free agents in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then they can't they can't practice all together, so the whole thing's out of whack. Yeah, um, yeah. But just to put this in perspective for you, I've got a quote, which I thought it is quite uh, good uh, about Zeke's mentality and his character. That we were talking about a thousand yard season uh, and he got asked the question that look, you're, you're very close to another thousand yard season. Um, how does that make you feel? And he turned around and this is his direct quote. Uh, he said to get 1000 yards, it would mean a lot. I'm not really worried about it. I want to win the football game and get a shot with the playoffs. Um, I, but, I mean, getting 1,000 yards in this league, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. And it is an accomplishment. But it's not something I'm focused on. <laughs> he's right, though. He is right. Yeah. Because, because it, 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 team comes right. first. Exactly. It's a team sport. Yeah. Right. yeah. But as, as long as you can put points on the board and get us the win, that's the most important thing. Anything personal achievements, yeah, that'll go into the history of books, whatever, for your legacy and stuff like that. But yeah. But in terms of getting a really good solid legacy, it's getting those Super Bowl rings. That is yeah. the, that is the that's the, the cream of the crop. And that's what should every single player, doesn't matter what position that you're playing, that should be the number one goal is get a ring. Get a Super Bowl yeah, ring. I mean, we've seen We've seen so many running backs go well over well over fifteen hundred yards and still not make the playoffs. Uh, oh God, so, what's his name? Uh, mind when Devontae Freeman did amazing for Atlanta that one season. Never even made the playoffs that year. Did the Panthers make the playoffs last year with McCaffrey? Uh, no, no. So. no. I mean, it, it, it's all it's all well and good for their their personal numbers, and it isn't a huge uh-huh. achievement, but. It's going to sting if you're sitting on the couch watching the playoffs. You know, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure McCaffrey would trade a thousand of his yards to, to be in the postseason. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. so I, I, I would I would say if, if any player says, No, I'd rather take my yards, then I'm sorry about that. I wouldn't want that player in my team. I'm sorry. I wouldn't want that. Yeah, I totally agree. And it, it's funny there that, that we just had Gary, and I'm going to use this as a segue. Um, because I'm going back to what we're talking about, the last three games, and I'm keying a lot of what I'm talking about um, <laughs> on the last three games for a reason, because it, it's 
it, it is so it, the, the teams, the Cowboys and the Giants, are so far apart in terms of the last three games, which are the most important. But the last three games, uh, as Gary said, Pollard has had a huge positive impact. That's on the running game and Zeke. But here it is. Um, in the last four games, I know I said three, but I went back and done four on this one. Uh, at the start of the season, Pollard was getting, on average, uh, for the first half of the season, 2.3 touches a game. All right? Mm -hmm. In the last four games, bear in mind San Francisco, yeah, he was the um, RB1, but we're going to still include it. But in his last four games, so the last game, nine touches. San Francisco, 12. The one before that, 11. The one before that, eight. So you can see that, that and that's going in reverse order. You, so you can see he had eight touches, then it went to 11, then it was 12, back to nine. So you can see that just in that, and it has an impact on Zeke and the running game. And all of a sudden, Zeke's getting 100-yard games. Pollard's getting 60-yard games. And funnily enough, the one thing we were all talking about in the offseason, you know, when we were talking about Team 40-burger, the offense will help the defense. And that is what we've seen in the last three games. Yeah, yeah. All on the run game. Yeah, I remember, I remember very well the conversation we had about the running backs. And I said, yeah, I think I said about the time that I was concerned that I was concerned about the touches for Pollard because we had three stud receivers. We had a, yeah. a tight end that we just paid in Blake Jarwin, and you've got Zeke. Where are you supposed to give Tony Pollard the ball? But clearly, they've gone for a more measured, a measured approach in December. Yeah. They, they seem to trust him. With, the, mm -hmm. with extended carries, and he is a change of pace back, like yeah. we've always talked about. But my, my concern at the time was, how are you going to give Pollard, Pollard so much of the ball with four studs in front of him? <laughs> um, but they, they seem to be measuring it very well. They seem yeah. to be measuring it very well down the stretch, which is great because we're into the business end of the season now. Yeah, I mean, I think that is, again, that, I think this is kind of down to Kellen Moore in terms of what plays he's that recognizing. Too. It's, it's yeah. like, you've, you make the, the offense think you're going to pass the ball. Instead, you actually run the ball and you actually like throw a stream pass to Pollard or to Z. Like, he is mixing up quite well and it's actually benefit, benefit, to, uh, well, I can't even say it, benefiting quite a lot of the players. Like, offensive. <laughs> that, that mad dog's kicking in. It's the fumes then, it's just the fumes. Yeah, so <laughs> um but you get what I mean, like with the wide receivers, they're getting a fair share, like it's get like even the wide receivers, they're getting split like catches between each other, like and it's now seems to be happening with the running back. So it's like seems to be all and don't forget Dalton Schultz, he's still getting his fair catches as well. So it's like it's we're just given so many options to throw about. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. But, I, I, and I mean, another big one is, is taking the lead. And that is what we're doing, is we're taking the lead, we're getting our strikes in early, take going ahead, and then using our running game. Which is, like Graham was saying, we were talking all about this in the off-season. Now, all of a sudden, at the tail end of the season or the business end, when we're trying to get into the playoffs, is where it's all clicking into place now. Yeah. It seems to be solidifying. Going back, looking at the O-line, you're seeing these changes. You're seeing that they're moving guys off the ball and it's having an effect. One thing, though, guys, 
is that it is having an effect is Andy Dalton. Yeah. He's turned it on. Well, he's going above a 500 QB right now. He's, he's above yeah. that. Y here's one for you. Right? Here we go. Last three games. In the last three games amongst all the quarterbacks, he is the fourth quarterback in the league. In quarterback rating, passing yards, and passing touchdowns. Wow. In all yeah. of those categories. Yeah, it's almost as if they're they're kind of they're kind of using the inexperience of the offensive line to roll Dalton out a little bit more. You see him I see him doing an awful lot more outside the pocket, uh, particularly on the long bomb to Cooper during the, the Eagles game. So it's almost yeah. as if they're they're addressing the the fact that they can't always protect him in the pocket and they're scheming rollouts. Yeah. Which I think helps, which gives Dalton the, the, those um, three seconds to get rid of the ball. Ah, I love that you went there because I've written this down, right? <laughs> now, Andy Dalton, when he was in Cincinnati, <laughs> was renowned for um, distributing the ball very, very quickly, right? At the moment, he's getting the ball off in the last three games, going back to the three games, he is getting the ball off in the third fastest time. He releases the ball in 2.49 seconds. That is quick. Yeah, He's renowned for it, and it seems to be now that it's all clicking into place. Um, yeah. For a quarterback, you should be, always try and be under less than three seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's your timing, timing routes and the whole thing, yeah. But here's a crazy one. Last three games, we were talking about Team 40 Burger. They're averaging 36 points per game. Uh, it's so weird that you're saying that we're averaging 36 points per game. That's just crazy to think that. And this is without Dak team as well. Yeah. yeah. And one of those games was without Zeke and okay. without a full-fledged O-line. Using, as we talked about, you know, Joe Philbin's put-together O-line. One minute. I'm just topping up my Buffalo Trace. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I, we're working on that. I just want to kind of like make a comment about the the comment from uh, DJ Dog here. Um, yeah, we still have a shot making the playoffs, dude. We still have a shot, bro. Yeah, we still have a shot. Yeah, we'll, we'll break into all of that. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, the, the other game, the other important game. Yeah. Um, but here's one for you guys: Amari Cooper. Wide receiver one, over a thousand yards for the season, posted an interest in startup. He is the eleventh player in NFL history to have five one thousand yard seasons at the start of his career. Yeah. Draft capital and money well spent. Absolutely. I only want to say one thing. I only want to say one thing. Graham, do you want to take everything back you ever said about him? Um, <laughs> I don't think I was ever. I don't think I was ever cool of. No, no, you weren't out on him. You were more worried about the, the cap just, cost. Just um, the cap cost was the issue. It was. It was. And to be fair, we have previous and Roy Williams. Yeah. Um, but I think that's at the end of his career. Yeah, I think the the one with Cooper. It, it simply it was a disconnect with the Raiders. It was a disconnect in why it didn't work out. Um, and then for him to go and take 
the the lesser money to stay with the Cowboys, I think uh, again is against the grain. I yeah. think I had I had every reason to say that he would he would be off, um, but it just goes to show what a special special player he is for us. Um, yeah. To 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 get that huge contract and to still churn in the performances that he does every week, um, it's it's refreshing because so yeah. many times you see players earn their money, and all of a sudden the the stats fall off and they get a little bit of indigestion after eating all that guaranteed money and. It doesn't happen for them, but Cooper's a standout professional. Um, delighted he's still with us. Um, and he he's one of those few occasions where you can say we traded well and we spent well and we're reaping the benefits of it. Yes. And here's the thing as well, like when it comes to Cooper, he's not getting the right recognition from the media and that's just no. purely because of his... That's just, that's just where Amari is. He just yeah. doesn't want to take any part in immediate obligations or be in the mm-hmm. limelight. He just mm-hmm. wants to play football. He's playing yeah. football. He wants to go out there and play ball. That's why I love about Amari Cooper. Love it. Like He just keeps his head down and gets on the job. And he's actually helped Michael Gallup in that same mindset as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, if all the wide receivers, like we've got three amazing wide receivers in our, like, if all of all the years, right, where we've had Dez, Michael Irvin, like, um, uh, T.O. to 12 Owens, where's the influence in the flamboyance and all that? Like, we've never had a quiet wide receiver group in terms of talking, but they're, they're putting it out in the field every single time. Like, there's no, there's no, uh, Trash talk towards other players are just being whatever head down. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and like I don't want to, don't get it misconstrued that I'm saying that Cooper is the same. But a player who is exactly that way was Megatron. Megatron was very quiet. I'm not saying Coop's Megatron, but Megatron was very quiet. You wouldn't see him in the clubs. He'd go home. He'd be with his family, or he'd have the boys over and have a barbecue. Well, the reason why Megatron was so popular because he branded himself. He gave himself a brand, and that's why. Yes. Like he was more of a known. But you're right. He was a quiet individual himself, but he made himself just football outside the football with his clothing Mm -hmm. line as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right there. Yeah, all all exactly the same. But here's a crazy one, and we had. uh, That's true, dog. He did take less to come to Dallas, did. He, he did. Yeah, yeah. And he even made that publicly known as well. He that's turned around and said, look, I'm willing to pay for less. Um, and that's probably one of the very few times we ever heard Cooper talking. But here's one for you. Um, DJ Dog DJ Dog also made a comment about uh, Cooper catching slants. Um, yes, and here's, here is something I wanted to give to you, that Amari Cooper on his slant routes has, uh, in the last three games... And I'm keep going back to these last three games. 152 yards and a touchdown. That's the second most in the NFL off slant routes. Who's number one? Um, Alan Robinson. Oh well, that's, well for the Bears, yeah, I can't yeah. argue with that. I can't argue with that. It just yeah, goes uh, to show. I mean, I, I'm quite, I amazed myself that I remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Someone no, has a subscription from PFF. 
Well, you, you are an encyclopedia minded of all football, Mike. So I'm very, I'm just very sad. I, I lead a sad life. I mean, I suppose that that's why they call it the quick slant, really, because you get the ball out. So if you if you've got an ineffective offensive line, you've got a, a QB that wants to get rid of the ball, and you've got such a sharp route runner as Cooper, perfect, yeah. uh, a perfectly run quick slant is devastating. Oh, yeah. Steve oh, here we go, oh, Steve's in. But, Long time no um, see your friend. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, the, the reason, and you took the words out of my mouth there, is it went, it, uh, the reason I, I looked into that was going back to Andy Dalton's um, release time. That, you know, he's releasing the pass so quick, uh, third fastest in the NFL, goes back to then um, Amari Cooper on these quick slants. You took the words out of my mouth. You put the two together. And, and you can see now that there's that connection. And the reason that I'm going there is where the New York Giants on defense fail, which is the quick pass. <laughs> All coming together in the last three games. They're going on a downward spiral in the middle of the field. So that puts us in good stead. But here's another one. Last three games, another guy. Playing from the slot, C.D. Lamb, 222 yards from the slot. Wow. Wow. Not, not bad. For a rookie. Don't For a rookie. a rookie. A rookie. And you know you said, you know you said, Paul, about Amari Cooper going under the radar. NFL mm -hmm. not talking about him. A thousand-yard season. Yeah. Leading the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody at the moment is talking Justin Jefferson, right? Saying this rookie yeah. sensation, <sighs> CD Lamb, right there from the slot, leading the NFL. He leads the NFL from the slot, and he's a rookie. But here's the thing, right? Like everyone talks about Justin Jefferson. Don't get me wrong, but like, he is a great player. Like he's doing great for Minnesota, but he is he's converting more points than the board. Like touchdowns, like, yeah, touchdowns yeah, touch is what. And, what, and what yeah. He's getting more than limelight for that. And in terms of fantasy football, yeah, the media giants are going, oh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, How much Mad Dog have you had? Still not open it yet. <laughs> open it. Open it. Come on. I'll tell you this, though. After this channel, I'll tell you this, though. If things go well for us on Sunday night, they'll be talking about C.D. Lamb and not Justin Jefferson because Justin Jefferson is not playing in January. Yeah, that is very that. true. Yeah, but true. You, here's one for you, right, guys? I want to ask your question. The fact we have two wide receivers playing at the top of the game. Please. I'll get to my. I'll get to Michael Gallup in a moment. <laughs> but I just want to key in on these two guys, right? Um, because I do have. Um, Yes. Where, is, where are we? Where are we? Okay. Great. Um, that is very true. Um, it is his yards after the catch. You know, we were saying um, when we were giving our scouting report during the draft period, they said, "What is it about CD Lamb? One is his catchability, and the second one is his yak. The guy is a what, what we call the yak daddy. That when you give him the ball and you give him open field, he's gone." Catch. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yards after catch. Uh, I'm, I know our listeners are very intelligent. They know what that is. But just in case we got a couple of people uh, joining we're in, like we're here for everybody. We're, we're here for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but here's my question to you, right? 
Uh, Amari Cooper and CD Lamb both going under the radar, right? Because they're not in the media that much. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Means, means there's a less distraction and let them focus. Yes. Let them focus. When they, like, this is what I was kind of seeing earlier on. It's like mm-hmm. they're, they're keeping themselves to themselves, not getting involved with the media, trying to stay out of the media. It's going to help them in terms of being better football players. And and it's funny that you mentioned that, like when you were talking about the whole Metatron thing, the only thing yeah. that, the only thing he ever did was the whole media brand, but he never made public appearances as much as other players in the team or for Detroit or whatever and that. And it came to show like he stuck to his roots and played the game of football and he was so good at his job. And we're seeing that with our receiver core. Like even all three of them, all three of them are in the same mindset and they're progressing every game now. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. I mean, I'm totally with you guys. Um, do we think, and I'll ask all you guys at home as well, Zeke is 63 yards off a thousand yard season. Does he get it this season in this game? I think he could, I think he possibly could. I mean, like you were saying, like I don't want was- possibly, yeah or no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, boy, oh boy. <laughs> I've had a beer. I've had a beer. Stop getting your mankini in that twist to you. How do you know I got a mankini? Uh, you told me before, mate. Oh yeah, I did. You've seen the you know, yeah, you've seen the pictures. Damn it. Uh, so if that's the question, then we're talking about what, sixty seven yards? Sixty three yards. Sixty three yeah. Yes, I think so. I think so. I think so too. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I think with with the Giants being out of the out of the picture, and with have with them having a few few injury issues of their own, I think um, everyone's healthy, on board. Everyone's on every board. chance we'll get a, a healthy lead established, and then we can run the ball, kill the clock. Yeah, you know, usual Cowboys football that we're used to. <laughs> Uh, and uh, just a point, um, my brother, by the way, that's LTP. He made a point that um, Jefferson is, has 500 more yards than Lamb. Bear in mind, Lamb has had to do this with four different quarterbacks this year. Yeah, he just actually made a comment about that. Sorry, DJ Dog made the comment about that. He's like, uh, Jefferson there had we go, yeah. starting quarterback all season. So, guys, your comments have been absolutely brilliant so far. Keep them coming in, guys. Brilliant. MVPs, what, MVPs. What I'll also say, what I'll also say is that Justin Jefferson is wide receiver two on that team. Uh, very true. Michael true. Gallup and Cooper want their catches as well. Mm. And bear in mind that last game... Michael Gallup dominated that game. That was Michael Gallup's game of the year. And a lot of people talk about trading Michael Gallup. I think that game is the reason that when you turn around and you say, we need to trade Michael Gallup, you go, "Mm -mm. watch the Eagles game. We need to keep him. It's going to be, well, his value is is still going to go up. So, yeah. And we were kind of, t- me and Graham and Brian were talking about this on Tuesday. It's like, yeah, we- I think about all the scenarios, what's going to happen. We would yeah. love to keep Michael Gallup, but it really depends if he's willing to take a team-friendly deal yeah. or is he going to say, 
I want this X amount. If the Cowboys are going to meet it, then we're likely going to trade them away. That's the only two scenarios we can really think yeah. that's going to happen, where we do not want to do a Byron Jones scenario ever again. Oh, God, that yeah. is not on the cards yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, just to, just to touch on what I said on Tuesday, I I don't want rid of Michael Gallup. I love Michael Gallup. The, what I want the most is what Paul's just said. I don't want Byron Jones 2.0. Yeah. My my choice my choice would be to offer him a high end contract because I think he's he's a reliable player who makes huge catches for us. Second choice would be at least some trade value, and right at the very bottom would be to let him play out twenty twenty one and see him right off into the sunset and go and play for somebody that throws twenty five million dollars at him but has no shout at the playoffs because they're they're devoid of talent. So yeah, it, it, I, I would love to see my head is sweating, but I'm I'm not too sure if the if the cap money is there for yeah. That that, 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 that that's the big question. Is the cap? It's like <laughs> if we do sign Preston to a longer term deal, where does that leave the space for like the Gallup and these other players? And and are we going to cut some players? Already in the roster in the higher contract and let them grow to try and make space or what we, we just don't know. Yeah. So this when it comes to this off season, that either we're in the playoffs or not, this is gonna be one of the most important off seasons. It's like how we're gonna restructure the whole cap regards to who we're keeping and who's staying. Yeah, the, yeah. The and like, we, have, we haven't well, heard we haven't heard of any dra- of any contract extension talk with Gallup. Normally, mm-hmm. you, you would hear... Comment of the night. Comment of the night, Lauren. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would I, I would hope that Good they would team, start yeah. talking to Gallup in the spring, at least. You know, I wouldn't leave yeah, it any yeah. longer than that because the, the longer it gets, the, the more expensive it's going to get. Yeah, and I, I, like, uh, I get the reason why people are saying it. Nah, and I'm going to go back to Lone's comment. Uh, I know we, we said we move on to defence, but fuck it. It's New Year's Eve. We do what we want. <laughs> but like... <laughs> that, that. Fuck it. I'm open it. Crack it open, brother. Um, now, I get the idea, right, that at the end of the day, I, I have noticed, by the way, a very small problem. Graham does not have an alcoholic beverage. This is so good. Okay. That's beer. Oh, that's all right then. I'll, I'll let you off. off. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, I'll let you off. It's, it's down the stretch. I did put it in the group message because uh, we do like uh, a chat before the show. <laughs> and I said, uh, alcohol is uh, not banned, it's mandatory. So I'm very happy with that. You stuck to the rules. Just to bring up a, a comment from our uh, Periscope for slash Twitter feed. Um, I don't know how. If I'm Zinko, um, but to trade, I, I assume it's going to be a bit gallop. Uh, you really have to rob someone to make a deal worth doing. Well, and this is, this is bang on. This is bang on. Leave it if you want to leave our comment up. This is what I was going to go yeah. to. Kind of literally took the words right out of my mouth. That at the end of the day, you've got all you drafted a wide receiver in the first round. So much so you love the guy. You gave him the ATA. You're right. Yeah. You've got Amari Cooper who's breaking records, is a wide receiver one, he's over a 1,000 yards. Uh, in terms of first-round wide receivers, 
Um, he's one of the few that has made multiple Pro Bowls and thousand yard seasons. Believe it or not, there's like a bit of an anomaly when it comes to uh, first round wide receivers. Um, Amari Cooper is far from that, and albeit in Alabama, the guy was breaking records there that have yet to be broken. I think actually they may have been broken. I'll double check that. Somebody at home will know if it has. I think it may have done. I'm going off I'm going off topic. But the, the, the good comment that was made on Periscope was what I was going to ask you guys is that for the Cowboys that are in need of help in defense, as we know, right? That is needless to say. Um, wide receiver is something that we have um, a lot of value in. Yeah, we got so much options there. Bear in mind, we haven't even talked further on down the depth chart with Cedric Wilson, um, Noah, and the rest of them, right? So yeah. there's plenty of options there. So do you think that trading Michael Gallup because of the value that we have in wide receiver could be seen as a good uh, way to do business? What do you reckon? Well, if we were to trade, it's... With the, the, the amount of time left in this contract and stuff like that, I mean, I think we'll probably get probably get a third round at best, like because of the, how the contract scenario is with Gallup. Like you could probably get more, I think. You may, you may get a second, but it, we will not won't get a first because of how like see if he was on like a a four year contract right now and he had four years left, then yeah. yeah then, yeah, you'll definitely get a first round pick, maybe even more than that, like to actually compensate. You're getting, you're paying for the quality of the player, but because the contract length is so short, it's like, yeah, I'm trying to think in terms of like, so how the, um, like, so, like soccer football here works. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Like, if you're the one you're left, you're like to take a slower transfer fee type of thing, like mm -hmm. to try and get rid of them, get rid of that contract and move on past those new whatever and that. So I'm kind of thinking the same way, but it's more in the trade way. So, if we can get a third round or even better, a second round, I'd be over the moon with that. Yeah, I'm thinking third round would be like a sort of off-season move. I'm thinking like you could probably get a second, uh, like a second round sort of deal if it was on draft or near draft day because values go up as you get closer because passes oh, start to twitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Do you know what this, I mean? And this is this is the whole thing we're going to be talking about through the draft show end of the season. Either we're Very talking excited. or not. Uh, I'm just saying it right now. <laughs> but, I, mm. I, sorry, take point, I take the point. I what Rich made on 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 Tuesday's show, and that you don't you don't move away from your strengths. <laughs> to address on defence um, but you don't necessarily need to think down the lines of okay we, we reduce that wide receiver and we supplement with a corner or a, or a safety for instance mm -hmm. there's every chance they could use that third round pick on another wide receiver exactly, <laughs> exactly. We, have, we, have, we have for a, a further four years rather mm -hmm. than letting Michael Gallup walk out the door for nothing I mean, I, the ideal scenario is obviously that we extend them, obviously. Yeah. I mean, but for, for us to there get is that the third round pick back, it means we can address the hole made by Michael Gallup, get a, another wide, a serviceable wide receiver in there to play the slot or, or to take over from the outside. You've got for four years on a, 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 very, a, 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 good, a good cap number rather than giving 15, 16 million to Michael Gallup not addressing 
another need with in, in free agency. Do you get what I mean? So that way, at least you've still got that third round pick to go and replace Michael Gallup or bring in somebody else, rather than letting Gallup just walk out the door and having to spend the third round pick that you already have to re- to yeah. to replace him. You get what I mean? And you use just double edged sword. Go on, Paul. Go on. Go on. I was just going to back your comment. Like, I think all of us can agree it needs to be this off season. Something needs to happen with regards to Gallup. It has to, to be solidify a longer term deal yes. for the price range. Like, like, see where it has to be something has to happen to Gallup in the off season. Either we're going to give him the contract, or we're going to have the possibility of trading away. We cannot let him drag it out to end the end of his contract. We cannot let him do that. No, and here's the other double edged sword issue that you've got is that if we believe, if we believe that CD Lamb is the play that he's going to be, bear in mind if you're putting CD Lamb on a four year deal. And CD Lamb gets to his fourth year and he's saying, I want a contract extension, show me the money. Yeah. And you've got Gallup tied up. What are you going to do? Exactly. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're spending $60 million on wide receiver. <laughs> Just on three guys. Yeah. And one of them, one of them is going to be the shorthanded guy. Yeah. And you'll be doing that. You're spending $60 million, And one of those guys is going to be the shorthanded guy who's not getting, you know, the stats that you want for the money. So. It's a double-edged sword. Tricky business. Oh, I'm just a, glad I'm not in charge of the cash. This is an interesting comment from Lauren. Lewis Gallup and free agency, we would likely to get a compensational first-rounder. It could I mean, be. It could that, be. That, I mean, if we do, then I... You know, it's... It's better it than could nothing. Be. It's, it yeah, would I, be. Better, it would be better than nothing. I, I mean, like, should, the, the I think third would be... It could be. Like the issue you've got is when it comes to compensatory picks, it's just it's so random. It's it's literally up to that. Agreed, dog. Agreed. But we needed that Dak done first for sure. Dak is Dak is Dak is number one priority. Without a doubt. But here's the question I've got for you guys: Do you think with how Dalton is playing right now, and if we make a bigger playoff push, say we we win and we get into the playoffs? And we managed to get to, like, say, for example, the NFC Championship, for example. Do you think with how Dalton maybe be playing, this might actually help us resign that to a lower value contract, perhaps? No, his value's gone up. Dak, Dak, by each game, his value is, honestly, it's going up. Even though Dalton is actually performing? You, you're seeing it, yeah, yeah. But well, the the issue that you've got is they will not want to take the gamble. Okay, they want to so, go with it, no. So now that I've kind of answered that, Alfie came in with us. Did you see the Hearst comments on Dak and Dalton? Is Dak worth double Dalton? The stats in the first 64 games are scary identical. I mentioned it previously, but I was true to your response. Apologies, Alfie. Uh, I, I thought we brought that up, but we didn't actually respond to it. So apologies there, my friend. Yeah, I... I very, to be honest, I very rarely pay attention to it uh, because he gets on my nerves. Honestly, yeah. I don't know how he's still on it. Yeah. No, I, I, I get. Colin Heard is pretty much a poor man, Stephen A. Smith. But <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is an asshole. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, I, 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 I do struggle with Colin. Um, man, my, I mean, my I, I get it. it. But you, 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 here's the issue, is that I can make, right, you know me, guys, I, I love stats. I love stats up and down. My brother's on the line, he'll tell you what I'm like with stats. 
I can make stats work for me to show you that Dalton's better than Dak by a long way. Oh, yeah. I can show you stats that'll make Carson Wentz look better than Andy Dalton. <sighs> no, Man. don't even don't even put that picture together. Like Carson no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just... sorry, mate, but, but do not mention Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a fucking piece of crap, man. I'm sorry. I'm drinking to I, that, baby! I think... I, uh, the per- no, as a person, I'm sure he's lovely, but as a player, oh, God, no. How is he no, a he plays, uh... How the hell is he a first-round draft pick? I have no idea. I'm sorry. I really don't but, understand. Mate, there, there's a player the coming up in this year's draft very, 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 very similar to him. The comments on the Herd show are always they're Very always rich. controversial and they're always discussion. And it's done on based. purpose. It's done on purpose. And of course, it's done on purpose. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's always trying to do it. It's triggered. Hashtag triggered. Cowboys fans. See right, it's, see right it's now. Right see now, we're we're riding the crest of a wave with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's in good form. Let's not get carried yeah. away by thinking he's the franchise. No, no, definitely not. not. You can have that Prescott for the next ten years if you play your cards right. You're going to have Dalton playing well, maybe for the next next six games. Yeah, and look, look, the comments are flying in that are agreeing with us. That right, look, I can you, talk about all the first round draft picks. Mike, you posted up something about first round draft picks the other day. There, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Mariota, Jameis Winston. Daniel Jones, uh, the only Haskins. Haskins, Haskins, who's just gone. Baker Mayfield, he's questionable. Carson um, Wentz, Carson Wentz, like honestly, the, the list is endless. In the past five years of quarterbacks were in the first round. The only Paxton one, Lynch, Paxton Lynch, who we nearly fucking traded for. I mean, what the WTF to that? So and I'm not Johnny Manziel then. Oh, exactly. There we go, Johnny Manziel, <laughs> who by the way is back in football. Johnny Manziel is back in football. Wait, wait, what's he playing? Isaiah Bajan? What the hell? No, no, he's back in football. There's a, I don't know if you've seen it. There's a, a, a new uh, football league. It's called the FCS Fan Creation League. And um, he's, he, it's basically, it's seven on seven. And the fans control, they control the, the, the play calls. They control like the logos, the, the unit. Yeah, yeah, honestly. It's a real league. It's a real league. Seven on seven, and the fans control the play-by-play. Nah. <laughs> yeah. And Manzel is a quarterback in that league. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I'm out. <laughs> if I was trying to Manzel, and, and I'm going to I'm going to Guys, an guys, option. guys, look. We all know I'm an Aggies fan. I'm an Aggies fan. Yeah. And... Uh-huh. And Manzel, that situation always makes me sad. Mike, Graham, I'm going to cause a big upset here, and I might upset some of the viewers, especially the ladies or the LGBTQ community here. But oh, I'm no. Don't get us banned off here. But Johnny Manzel has a better chance playing in the LFL. Women. <laughs> Would you want to see, though, Manzel in that uniform? In the hot pants with the bra padded, um, they are, Uh, mate. I tell you something now that some of those hits that they put in are fucking wild. (laughs) LFL for the win, (laughs) 
as bad as uh, as arena football arena football had some massive hits yeah i mean i wish they brought arena football back to primetime tv man arena football do you ever watch arena football gray on occasion via youtube i man. wouldn't i wouldn't sit down and watch a live game oh, man. I watched it's it so when... much fun see you when so much it... fun What's his face? Uh, played for Amsterdam Admirals, won the Super Bowl with the Rams. Oh, uh, Kurt. Um, he was amazing at arena football. Amazing. Quincy Carter was really good at it. <laughs> Post Cowboys, aye. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, 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 anyway. Cheers <laughs> 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 uh, for the support there, dog. <laughs> As an Aggie fan, that makes me very upset. Anyway, let's get on to the defence, guys. This is usually a section where I go, guys, we're talking Cowboys defence, sucking your teeth. Yeah. But, 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 we're not doing that anymore. We're going defence. Nope. Mm. So, up. arrow up is for fucking sure, brother. Right? The Cowboys, in the last three games, I'm going back there have seen 45% less rush attempts. Going back to the uh, offensive talk that we're scoring points, 36 points per game per average over the last three games. Andy Dalton, top five quarterback. Uh, Zeke Elliott, over 100 yards. Tony Pollard, Amari Cooper. All these things come together. Are okay, helping the, the defense. Give us the number, Mike. Where, where do we rank? Okay. Where do we rank? That's what I want yeah. to Here we go. Here we go. Right. We struggle in the rush defense. Between weeks six and 13, we saw on average a rush attempt on this defense of 53%. Right. Not even close. 53% of the plays called were a rush attempt. In the last three games, with teams trying to play catch up on us, we're nearly at forty percent. That's a that's a good percentage down. A huge, huge dip in what has been done. But here's the one for you guys, right? And I'm going to ask this question based on this very, very easy and simple stat: the Mike Nolan defense. I know. Whenever you're a Cowboys fan and you say Mike Nolan, people go, whoa. But here we go. Me and Graham were kind of talking about that on yeah. Tuesday. And we were, yeah. Yeah. We were yeah. like, well, yeah. if he somehow manages to turn it around the end of make a great playoff run, then and move on to next season and things to get better, mm -hmm. then yeah, why not keep it for one more? But if we were trying to be blunt about it, the more narrow-minded version of myself would be like, I don't care, sack him. But, but well, here you we know, go. When you, I think you were just about to ask me the question, it's like how things have progressed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hit me with it. You, you, do you think Mike Nolan's saving his job, both of you, and at home? I think it all depends on this game. It really does. I think this game will justify his... Job, I think personally. Oh, I just had to do that. I had to do that. Sorry, I, I'm gonna be, I, I'm gonna be a little bit stubborn about it, and go on. Refer to the fact that we've played, um, we have played backup QBs 
in the past three games. I I I fully I fully admit that the defense is it, it's it's trending upward and we're, we're doing particularly well just now. Yeah, yeah. But I just wonder if we would have to go into the postseason for Nolan to save it. I think we would have to go. We would have to make a proper stand against a proper firing offense. If we could hold, if we could hold a playoff team to under twenty points, it's a huge, it's a huge feather in his cap. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. As as man, I'm gonna sit in the fence. I don't know um, because, okay. but I don't know who's out there. Do you know what I mean? Like. There's who, plenty of options. There's plenty of options. There's plenty of options, right? I, I did uh, a little piece, I don't know if you remember, mid-season about um, top four defensive coaches. Um, <laughs> damn it. I've started a fire here. Um, but... Boys, um, I am, I am, I am going to grill you for this comment shortly for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get to that. I've got linebacker talk here. But Mike Nolan... Right? Sure, we've had issues. But here's one for you. I'm going back to the last three games, guys. Sticking with this theme. Ten turnovers. In the last three games, we have a turnover differential of plus nine. That's third in the NFL over that period. What a difference. A a difference. difference. It it makes it sound like I'm being a little bit down on the defense because you can only play who's put in front of you. Exact Mondo. Exact the only player who's put in front of you, and we have done particularly well in the past three weeks. And and players that are actually coming out of their shell, like for example Donovan Wilson, and unfortunately, like, like he's questionable for the game, right? For the Giants, illness, but I, I illness, but I think he'll play. Right, if he can play, then great. But what a difference he's made to say, like he is actually bringing the bloody hammer when it comes to hitting tackles and making hits. And it, it, it's making wide receivers take a step back, and that mm-hmm. is now leading up to their mistakes. And we're now countering for interceptions now. So now they've got a physical presence in the backfield rather than the, uh, the front four or front three, whatever, depending on what scheme we're playing. Excuse me. Yeah. You're all right. But here's one for you. Here's one for you, right? That's going to reiterate a point that we all made directly. It was three of us on this show, right? It was me, Paul, and you, Graham, oh, all on this show talking oh, about Dontari Poe. We were talking me. about Dontari Poe. This Pearl. is the comment yeah. of the century. Comment, yeah. comment. Alfie, I freaking love you for saying this. Ever since we got that rid of Dontari Poe, thank Everything fuck. went up. <laughs> yeah. This, it was, and this is what I was just about to say. I was going to tell you to bring that comment in. That the three of us made this comment that Dontari Poe was gone, a guy that was getting moved off the ball for a guy his size, who was supposed to be a nose tackle, zero anchor, zero anchor. All of a sudden, we had Anton Woods and a Canadian bulldozer playing. Whole thing changed. I tell you something else that people have gone uh, overlooked with... I tell you something though, right, guys? That has been overlooked. I tell you something now. Statistically, the numbers will not show it. But in the last three games, there it is again. Last three games, (laughs) Tyrone Crawford has woken up. Yes, 
he's the forgotten soul. We were all talking the about forgotten we were, man. We were, we were all talking about is he going to be the same guy? Is he yeah. going to be the same guy coming back from hip surgery and all that type of stuff? But he seems to be like the especially the past two games, especially the past two games. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been a focal point. He's been a talking point in the centre of that defence, playing at nose tackle and playing at, e at, at end, and he's healthy. And uh, our friend on tw uh, Twitch, I'm sorry if I do not pronounce your name wrong, Fizvan uh, Sveikl. <laughs> he's healthy. <laughs> Mate, so, whenever uh, it comes to Twitter handles, just use the first letter. I always find <laughs> that works out best. But uh, another, uh, another curveball I'd like to throw out on the the question of Mike Nolan. Yeah, go on. I think there's there's an increased chance of Mike Nolan staying if Kellen Moore goes to Boise State. Very true. Because of familiarity. Then, then you're replacing both your D and your O coordinators in the same off season, which will be tough. And you know, we, I, we see Super Bowl teams struggle because of that. Yeah, you know, like post uh, post season trying to replace the guys that have gone on to be head coaches or whatever. That's a struggle. But here's one for you, right? And I'm going to, again, ask the people at home because the guys at home are on fire right now. These comments, man, they are... Oh, you're flaming us out, yeah? Um, but do you think perhaps... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reading some of these comments. They're brilliant. But do you think perhaps, right, at the start of the season... We saw a bit of an issue with uh, everything going on with the defence and the play calling. But do you think well, perhaps Mike Nolan himself has realised that a switch in between a 4-3 to a 3-4 does not fit this roster? He's realised that himself, come to terms with it, adjusted his scheme to fit the players. Hit me with it. Especially you, Paul, well, playing defence. Well, absolutely. I know for right, so when we're seeing it from a free front with the two outside linebackers at one point, where we're just yes. like it was not working at all. <clears throat> no, you were getting pushed over left, right, and center. Since we went back to the forefront, we were yep. seeing a big major difference. We were actually getting a gap penetration a lot more better, especially with Anton Woods and Neville Gallimore. Since they actually became the stars massively, mm -hmm. right? We did switch up to the forefront, we had Paul there, but we were getting better on the edges. But the yes. in that in that game with Cleveland, we got absolutely destroyed, and that was the yeah. that was the final nail in the coffin. We came to slow ass on Terry Poe. Bye, Felicia. Um, but um, but He's yeah, enjoying it. He's enjoying oh, it. I, I'm enjoying it. I'm sorry, I have no hate towards the person, but for him to come to Dallas and just come here for a paycheck and not do anything, I'm sorry, but fuck you, Don Terry Poe. But anyway, <laughs> but um. But yeah, but we have seen a massive difference in terms of the attitude, the physicality, and the determination on our defensive line. And I'm going to run this on back on to you, Graham. We have seen that in D-Law, especially now. Yeah. A yeah. lot, a lot, especially in the past three. And you're, I'm using your line here, the past three games. Past three games. Here's yeah. one for you, right? Before you want to go any further. Oh, Do you want to know? Do you want to know a little fact? Do you want to know a fact? That in the NFL right now, in the top 10 defensive players, and here we go. I'm getting a lovely said where you're off, DJ Dog. That in the NFL, 
top 10 defensive players in defensive rating, only the Cowboys, only the Cowboys have two players in the top 10, D'Lo and Gregory. Man, Gregory has been... We are the only pair. Me and Graham and Brian talked about Gregory a lot on Tuesday's show. And since he's came back into the squad, he's rejuvenated, he's managed to conquer his demons in terms of his personal problems, in terms of Mm -hmm. his his, um, wacky-backy, whatever you want to call it, the ganja, whatever. Which is ridiculous to begin with. Well, if you go for for mental health, I understand. I... it's the mental health aspect, but he's managed to overcome that. He's pure focus and whatever. To, and even when we managed to see him, was it two seasons ago for those two games that he did play? Yeah. One against Tampa yeah. Bay and actually destroyed Jameis Winston. Managed to cause the horse fumble for Jalen Smith to run for it for the, uh, the touchdown. Whenever he is on the field, he causes freaking chaos. Problems. Always yeah. like speed, the strength, the. the the determination to get the ball carrier, whoever is the quarterback or the running back, he is relentless. And mm-hmm. honestly, and and dog, I'll bring back up your comment on Leash Gregory. That's the mm-hmm. that's unleash is a great word to and here's one for you. Gregory's last game, just to put things into perspective, he had a perfect defensive rating last game. Right, wow. they gave him a perfect score: six tackles, one and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, three quarterback hits. Three forced fumbles. Mm-hmm. Wow. And three quarterback hits. They gave him a perfect pass rate, uh, perfect defense rating. Yeah, I think it's it's no coincidence that Mike Nolan stopped trying to be a hybrid front seven and there we go. It. You know that is what I was trying to ask you. Yeah, like the, there's the. There's the understanding there now. There's the consistency there now. And under Marcus Lawrence, there's no one more delighted than I am to eat my words because <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think I didn't think Lawrence was gonna be the horrendous player for the rest of his Cowboys contract. It was just yeah, the yeah, yeah, of course. that when, sucks. You, when, we were, you give, when you give somebody twenty million dollars, you expect them to you expect it get to the be a, a, a linchpin and get your get your your sacks, get your defense. Yeah, up yeah. The field. And it, it it wasn't registering. I mean, it, we, we can talk about we can talk about um, the the, four, the the run tackling, which is great. It's it's always been it's always been one of his strengths. But the QB hurries for me was always the issue. But because mm. we've now got a talent on the other side of the line and Gregory, they're. It's 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 a, it's it's getting to the QB one way or another, and it's a it's a yeah, 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 yeah. For, front yeah. four. So so no, long I, as somebody I, is getting to the QB, I'm all good. I, and I, in fairness to you, that you do always make a comment about a particular player, and if you're wrong, you're always the first guy to stand stand up in fairness to you, Gray, and go, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> only one of the very things I love about you. Um, that's only at the bottom of the list. There's a million other things above that. Why I love you so much. Yeah, sorry, I keep pronouncing it wrong. I do apologize. I did ask him where he was coming from, but he's actually from Tom's River, New Jersey. So thank you for tuning in, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I do apologize. Something I do always say to everybody is let us know where you're watching from. 
we do love to know where you're commenting and watching from. Um, one of those little things we do enjoy, uh, yeah. just to find out where you're all from. Um, oh, another big. I will add this in though, mate. It's like we're not just America's team; we are the world's team. There we go. The world's team. But here's another one for you, right, guys? Uh, something that I've noticed that statistically doesn't translate, but the last three games that I have noticed, linebackers, which is a comment that was earlier, linebackers are playing better and definitely, uh, when it comes to the run game, flow into the ball smoothly and efficiently. What do you guys think? Yeah, Sean Lee has brought an understanding and a, a consistency and a uniformity to the linebackers. Um, yeah. I, said on, I said on Tuesday's show that uh, we may have been a little pre premature in expecting this to be Sean Lee's last season because at the mm -hmm. level he's playing at now, there's every chance um, he's going to another year's contract. Um, I, I, I don't think we're missing Leighton Van Der Esch at all. Um, I think Lee's come in and, and, and been the linchpin for the for the linebackers and Jalen mm -hmm. Smith looks more comfortable. Um, Definitely. I mean, it, it, it's it's unfortunate <laughs> that Lee is the age that it. he is because Lee's clock is ticking and the concern yep. down the line is do we have somebody to take over? Because right now, Jalen Smith's getting all the tackles, but we have talked about it in the past. He can be a little bit of a loose cannon when he starts yeah. thinking too much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. That if you give Jalen Smith, I think with Jalen Smith, you've got to micromanage. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. That yeah. if you let, if you let, if you let uh, Jalen Smith play that rover linebacker position goes to shit tell him to be there or that position or do that be in that spot everything just seems to just click together perfectly so now that you mentioned Jalen smith i'll bring back your brother's comment yeah uh, yeah sure Jalen smith seems to be the only one that's doing anything i disagree i completely i disagree. do too so I do. Please, like don't get me wrong Jalen. yeah he's got the highest amount of tackles he is putting some good work but yes mm -hmm. he made some absolute blunders especially yeah. that, that Cincinnati game especially mm -hmm. I, I don't mm -hmm. know how many times I need to talk about that one particular player because it's so evident but, I know the one but when you dissect the whole defence like even though we lost Dykes our D-line has stepped up Neville yeah. Gallimore is actually helped containing the inside pocket of the offensive line for the run gaps like and we're seeing Dreadway stepping it up and we're seeing D-Law like Actually, making more fit, and like we said, Tyron Crawford, the forgotten soul of the team. So things are doing on his the, job. Things are on the rise for the defense, and the, th the thing you always got to remember, the thing that I always like to say that that's, that that's really making your point is that the linebackers can only be as good as the guys in front of them, and you know that yourself, Paul, playing defensive lineman. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that they literally go. It's so weird in a way that they go hand in hand in one respect, and and in terms of two positions, they're not, none are more important. That if your D line are doing their job 
and your linebackers are filling in the spots and not getting moved off the ball, everything else just falls into place. Exactly. It's all about the gap assignment. Like, so, for example, yes. I'm trying to give you a, an example so that I'll break it down for everyone who's watching right now. The the particular play I was talking about against Cincinnati, um, Anton Woods had his gap. He took up a double team. The defensive ends took their jobs, and Eric Gallimore had a one-on-one. And basically, I think it was the, the B gap. Or the, yes, it was. It was the B gap that Jalen had to yeah. look. And basically, he was reading what the running back was doing, but he pre-estimated, like he took up early estimation where the running back went was going. Rover. Went, went Rover. Went Rover. And he basically turned to the right, he turned to the right and the, the running back jumped back inside and ran through the B gap. And it was like a 40-yard gain or something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah. You cannot make those mistakes. You always need to keep your eyes on the running back and not turn your back. That's what Jalen did. He turned his back and actually ran to the other direction. It was like someone throwing a frisbee left and you go right. That's pretty much what happened. So... And don't forget, in that particular game, as well, no, it was the game before, Leighton Van Der Esch did the exact same thing. Yeah, he did the exact same, but he, he did came out and took, uh, took responsibility. He That's did... true. He did take responsibility for that. He's like, ah, sorry, guys, I screwed up. I rather preferred for players to come out and say, guys, I made a big mess up in that play. I do apologise. It will never happen again. It's all about forget that last play and move on and rectify it in the next play. It's all about moving forward after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to bring it up, but Lorne's literally making our point here. Um, but Lawrence question for you. Always on fire. Always on fire. Yeah, this rate, we're going to be giving him a job. But here's one for you, right, guys? <laughs> oh, I see the nod. Okay. Um, here's one for you, though. I put a post up about Sean Lee making an in-game uh, talk to the defensive uh, team during the game. That he went out there, huddled the defense up, gave a team talk to the defense. From that point on, after Sean Lee gave that speech... The Eagles made three points, a field goal. Does Sean Lee come back? Or would you like to see Sean Lee come back as a linebacker coach? Positional coach, linebacker? I honestly don't know. I, I'll be honest, I'm not, not ready sure? to let go of him as a player. <laughs> I think I, I like think that. that. Well, I, I, way... I, I will say I know who is not one election. It's our very own Lauren Japer Wood. She would not let him go for the... For the <laughs> That's true! She would not let Sean Lee go. Oh, man, I miss LD. Big, big shout-out to our founder, Lauren. Nah, I miss LD. I hope she's I, doing all right. I, 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 It'll be a sad day when, when Sean Lee retires. And, um, and, of course, one person is now damper in the mood. It's Mr. Valente. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> so I, know right. your, I know your reasons why, but come on, dude. Okay, here we go. Right, guys, we are going to finish the story off on this show by talking about uh, the other big game this weekend. But before we do that, we need to um, find out what is your score prediction. Score predictions. Right, so I want some score predictions. Now, I've gone over the stats. I've seen that the Giants are literally rock bottom in scoring. 
Defense, not bad. But right now, Cowboys are on fire. Guys at home, give us your score predictions. I'm hitting you with mine straight away. Cowboys, averaging 36 points per game. You're going to see a little bit more calming downness, if that makes sense. But the Cowboys are going to win this game. Oh, it, it's a beautiful game. It's beautiful. New Year's Eve. New Cowboys. New Year. Oh, my God. Alfie's already hit me with it. I've got him to score. 31-10 to the Cowboys. Man, the Cowboys are flying in. Holy shit. Yeah, man. Just don't hit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going right? to be... I'm Go on, Gray. Hit me with it. I've got 31-10 to the Cowboys. And bear in mind, I was pretty much bang on last week. <laughs> well, well you, you got the defensive score right. You got the defensive score right. But I was one point, I was one point away from the So what you do on this show is you say Mike gets the defensive score right and Paul gets the offensive score right. Put to the two together. What have you got? Boom. Magic. <laughs> Great, go on. You hit me with your score, Gray. You were in the middle of talking before we interrupted you. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be as positive as you, Mike. But I'm gonna move the scale down a little bit. I'm gonna go uh, 24-7 24-7 I, I think we're gonna keep the score down on the Giants. I think the Giants may, may well have mailed in the season, mate. So the I Giants, the Giants are thirty-first in scoring. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a dominant game. 24-7, Cowboys. I love I like, it. I like it. So, for me, I, wait, I'm trying to find the right comment that like I made the score prediction because it was very close to what I was going for. Eh? And it was your brother as well. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, he won 45-13. I am going... Team Dallas, 40, Burger. I am going Dallas 41, Giants 10. I mean, forty-five, thirteen—that's no mercy. That's that's keeping Dalton in for the whole game. That's true. Playing the Shane yeah. Mac music from the WWE is like here, <laughs> here comes the money. Yeah. All I mean, right. Go on, go on, go on. I'm not going to interrupt you. Hit I mean, me by, with it when you're by, talking, baby. See when you're talking about upwards of uh, like. A thirty-five point lead. Start taking starters out of the game. You know, if if you're going to be staring the playoffs in the face, don't don't leave the one to rub salt in the wounds. We've got January to think about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, if things go our way. <laughs> hey, hey, mate, things will go our way, right? I've been running this shit for the last month, putting green ticks on everything. I've done that for nothing. So I brought that graphic up, mate. That graphic looks awesome, and it keeps getting it, it better. It doesn't look good. Week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like tick, 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 tick. Before we talk about the Eagles and Washington, I want to know everyone's predictions of the percentage we're are going to win. The percentage. Ooh. That's a good question. Is it going to be? I like, like that. Hundred percent, seventy-five percent, fifty percent. What are we thinking for you folks? Okay. What you want do you want mine? Do you want mine straight away? Uh, oh. well, well, so we're talking percentage of the cowboys making the playoffs? Yes. Hundred percent. Oh there we go. Hundred percent. 
they win against the Giants and Eagles, which we'll talk about in a minute and the reasons why, will beat Washington. That is true. That was very funny. And I did actually laugh. <laughs> so go on then, right? You asked the question, baby. Oh, right. Jamie. Jamie, yeah, yeah. Um, who has told us during the show how much he loves us? Oh, but Paul, I'm going to say eighty percent. Oh man, you're weak. Go on, then, no, Greg. No, what no, have you I, got? I think that is a reasonable statistic based on because for all we know, the the Eagles might lay down because they hate us more than they do Washington. <laughs> they might. I am going to. Kill that theory. I'm going to kill I that know, theory. I know what you're going to say, and I, to, uh, I agree, but they might, they might not. Like, they might fucking play fucking Carson Wentz for the last game for all we know. Who knows? Gray, <laughs> uh, hit me up with uh, your percentage. I'm going to say between 70 to 80, and I'll tell you why. Because yeah. this is a COVID-19 situation. When has anything ever gone to plan during this year? <laughs> and that that's so why, I'm, that's so why I'm not true. saying 100%, but it's damn close. Guys, get your percentages in. We want to know what okay. is the percentage of Dallas making the playoffs. 100%. I see 100%. I see 80. Graham says between 70 and 80%. What are yours? Jamie says 98 Alfie has came up saying 70%. The Washington D-line scares me against the and Eagles. Don't worry good, about the D-line. Don't worry good, about that, the D-line. That's a good point. Um, our friend Ivan Slickle is 90%. Uh, Steve Montford comes in with a good old 80%. Hell yeah. So we're, 100%. We're feeling, so we're, we're, we're feeling positive. About, there's a wee bit of doubt in the back of our mind if Washington are going to do the job. That's the big question. It's more, it's more so on Washington rather than there is, there, there is zero worry, right? Okay. My, so my, my last thought for it is that I hope we, I hope we do our bit. Yes. There, there will be no worse feeling than the Eagles winning and we do not do our jobs. There will right. be nothing worse. If you want to go back in time, because I watched Back to the Future the other day. <laughs> Gary Lear just made a really good point. Hurts is wanting the starting job. Yes, this is what I put into our comments earlier. Don't forget the Eagles have benched this starting quarterback that they spent on a first-round pick, right? And, they benched and... the guy. And, and then they've got Jalen Hurts, yes, who they've spent a fortune on too in, in terms of draft capital. So these guys are in cahoots right now for a starting role in 2021. And you mean to tell me that it, the Eagles turn around and say to Hurts, we want you to give up this game. Do you think, right, right, for a minute, that this guy who wants to have an extended contract at the end of his rookie contract is going to sit there and go, okay, I'll lose this game so Wentz can have another crack at it next year? No. It's all business in the day. But, Mike, I need to bring up this one little comment. It's going to beat yours. I'm going to ignore it. No. Gary comes oh. in 110%. Oh. <laughs> My kind of guy. My kind of guy. <laughs> My kind of guy. All day, every day. 
I will never uh, bet against it. Right, anyway. Okay, so the Philly-Washington game. Unfortunately for everyone in the UK, right, if you're a Cowboys fan and you're in the UK Cowboys fan club, you're joining us this Sunday at 6 p.m., actually at 5 p.m. with the online uh, tailgate party that we have an hour before. Make sure you join us. Be sure to join our group. Be sure to get all the details from our post and come into the draft party. Be sure to be take part. Have a wee drink. Join in. Join in. It is the last of the regular season. Nothing regular about the regular season, man. But in the UK, here's the fun bit. We don't find out in the UK if we make the playoffs until about four o'clock in the morning. Philly wow. versus Washington, 1.20 a.m. kickoff. Yay. So guess what I'm doing Monday morning. Yay. I'll be staying up for it. I'm all, I'm all you've you kind of got no choice, man. Yeah. So I'll be staying up for it. So so our friends in the USA right now see the, the lengths that us UK fans need to deal with staying up to four o'clock in the morning just to watch a football game. Not even our team, but it affects our team. It just shows you just shows you us at UK Cowboys how much we are dedicated and how much we love our Dallas Cowboys right now. Just I just had yeah, you're looking about four o'clock. I mean, it, that's if the game goes to plan. Imagine if there's like a shitload of penalties. You're talking five. I mean, before <sighs> now, we've been talking about a game. We've been talking about a game on this show that didn't finish till six o'clock in the morning. And it kicked oh. off at nine o'clock at night. Your brother, <sighs> thing, yeah, brother. It looks like my uh, mentality is beginning to rub off on him. Brilliant. <laughs> as long as that's the only thing. Anyway, anyway, we're not going there. Right. Here's a, another point why I think the Eagles are not going to lose this game. Do you really think that the Eagles will want to lose their last game of the season with question marks all over the roster at Lincoln Financial Field? Oh. Nope. In front of their own fans, who we know can be a little bit aggressive. Cowboys. Towards each other. (laughs) Towards each other. Um, It's good to see Austin with us. We always like to see that name pop up. The guy who's becoming a bit regular. I know, Mr. Austin Powers. We miss you on the show, my, my friend. But uh, when it comes to the Eagles, if there's one fan I, if I could think of is Mr. EDP445, what would he think? <laughs> what would he think? Uh, right? What would he think? Hmm. He's like, he would probably give up if I'm being perfectly honest because he's not really a, like, he's just one of those Eagles fans, whatever. But a, a true Eagles fan, he want to win with some pride. Yeah. Like any fan, any fan that is so core to the bone, and so and like like it's like us. We want to win every game as much as possible, even though we're maybe like it's like the Giants, like the Jets fans. Sorry, like they're like like we finally won a game this season. It's like it's it's a bit of okay attention relief, you know what I mean? But but for for them, yeah. they want to see if and this is one of the comments earlier. If, who we got? Who, who I, we got? 
And it's either going to be Wentz or it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Because mm-hmm. now that, like, mind when we did the draft show, yeah, way before the season, and and when Carson, like, sorry, when Jalen Hurts got drafted, we were like, I what? said it was great. I said it was a great pick. Well, I thought I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I, I was shocked. I was, I was generally uh-huh. shocked. Like, because it's like, surely they've just signed a quarterback to a long-term extension. If they were going to bring a quarterback in as a backup, surely it would have been in the fourth or fifth round, not in the fucking second round. I mean, no, come on. I, know. You know? I, I hated the pick because I knew how good Hurts is. Hurts is, Hertz good, is a double. He, he's good with his arm as he good, is with his feet. But, I will be worried in the seasons to come if he does become starter for the Eagles. I will he, be worried. He will. Guaranteed. He will. He will. Yeah, and he I will. do worry about that because we did see a glimpse of that in the first quarter, the first half of that game. What he's capable he, of. He, he was one, in terms of the Eagles roster against the Cowboys last week, he by far against, you know, all the players, offense and defense, that Hurts had statistically and just by the eyeball test, the best game against the Cowboys last week. He was the best player in that game by a long way. He made mistakes, sure. But here's one for you. Oh, Austin came around with our absolute tongue by yeah, the yeah. This was what, it, damn it. The you people back home, you're beating me to the punch. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, Paul and Graham, and everyone at home. This is happening too much tonight. Everyone's Austin probably is having got, a drink. Austin's got the psychology in your mind, my friend. I uh, know. He's going to beat me up this job at this rate. So, um, yeah, the question I was yes, going to ask yeah. you is that if the roles were reversed, Cowboys completely out of contention, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're out of the playoff race. Uh, the Eagles and the Washington uh, – uh, Eagles and the Washington football team are playing each other this weekend. We're playing the Giants. Right, the roles are reversed. That uh, if Washington, if uh, sorry, yeah, let's do it. The roles are reversed. That if yeah. the Eagles win, they go to the playoffs. If uh, the Giants beat us, they go to the playoffs. But we don't know who we have. Uh... <laughs> Damn it! Doesn't make very good for, for the podcast listeners why we're laughing, but. I don't really care. No, uh, if they've been tuning in for the whole so- show so far, they would understand. Okay, okay. But um, <laughs> the roles are reversed. But we have question marks on who our quarterback is. That we have Dak, but we drafted in the second round of quarterback. Who is outplaying Dak? Do you think, as a fan of the Cowboys, no, 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 no. That, we would want the, the Cowboys no, no, no. to lose? No, no, no. That's, that's not the question. That's not the question. That's not the question. <clears throat> oh, I'm question. putting it completely in the same context. I want complete context. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I want us to win. I like if it was the okay. Evening. Yeah, we'll go that far then. Go and on, then, and hit I, me with it. For me. I fucking hate the f- fucking Eagles. I hate them with a fucking passion. Like mm-hmm. of, of all the NFC East, NFC least teams, <laughs> the Eagles are the worst. I despise them more than the Giants and the, the and sorry the WTF team, the what the fuck team. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, always win, always end the season in the high note and go into next season with a positive mindset. 
There you go. Always. If you lose your last game of the season, statistically, you're going to go into next season off season thinking you're down and done in the dumps, blah, 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 and it affects you mentally. And and here's another one. Here's another one that both of you answer to this question, and at home. You lose your last game of the uh, you lose your last game of the season. Does that put more question marks on your team come draft day? Nah, nah. I think by you take the season as a whole, you don't you don't necessarily put any weight towards game seven or week seventeen. Not not for me. I think you, I think you would look at it as a whole. Um, okay. Awesome the game was the. <laughs> Again with the fire, yeah. <laughs> but just no, go back to he's it. right though. He's yeah, right. He's, he's spot on. Exactly, yeah. Austin. Exactly. Number one, it was back to the Steelers. and Steelers. These teams are hated rivals. Eagles are number one hated team. Uh, absolutely, it's DJ true. Dog. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But if there was a team to pick from, it would be the Eagles. I would never want them to see like like for them to actually have a Super Bowl. It still pains my bloody guts it really does <laughs> and, and that and the worst of all it was with a backup quarterback that is the worst part of it yeah yeah I, I, and like use right i think let's let, let let's break out of this conversation because we're just going to end up in this continual loop here because i think we're all in agreement it's a professional uh, league, it's the NFL, the highest league of all. You never want to lose. You never want to lose against a division rival. You never right. want to lose against a rival full stop. Doesn't matter what the situation is, always win. That has always been the way it goes. But here it goes, right? Let's move out of that that broken loop here. Washington, right now, have no Dwayne Haskins, right? He's gone. He's gone. This he, guy, he... this guy's done. He's a free agent. He's not only a free agent, he's passed waivers, so all 32 teams have passed up on him. Alex Smith has an issue with the leg, the same leg that we all know about. Yeah, uh, It's a muscular I, I, issue in that leg. I, to I, me... I will, mate, I, mean, I, will, I will say is give some kudos to Alex Smith for making a comeback. Mate, 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 I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm like, not taking yeah. anything away like, from him. Like, like regardless, he plays for yeah, a, tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a trash team, but as a player, personnel, like mentality, fair play, fair play to Alex Smith to come back and actually play a Mate. game of football after that horrible, horrible injury. So, but I do not want, like, I do not want Alex Smith to play because I know no. we, we still know what he's capable of. No, no, no. I, I, and. I, I wasn't going to take anything away from that. That wasn't going to go anywhere near it. But right. the issue is, is that he is questionable to start this weekend right. um, because of the leg issue. He's getting uh, muscle cramps in that, that leg. And because of the, we know the whole situation with that leg. You, you'd have to be living under a rock not to know about the Alex Smith issue. You've got a finger up? No? Okay. No, no, right. I, was, I, I was just I was giving up my, my fingers a, a, a point of agreement. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so it looks like they're not going to play Alex Smith, right? And, yeah, yeah, that's another one, Riverboat wrong with the cancer situation. Last uh, week, Panther players all were in about uh, Riverboat Rom, so yeah. they were all on board with him. Anyway... Just- 
Sorry to jump in again, mate. I'm just stealing your fund here, but Austin came in with a, a fantastic question, though. Nick Foles was unreal, though. This is when he did the Super Bowl run. Imagine if mm -hmm. Dalton could do the same what he did. Of course he can. <laughs> what, what, what the Nick Foles situation shows is that the most important thing that comes into any playoff or quarterback run is scheme scheme fit and understanding that Nick Foles understood the RPO system taking over from Wentz during the playoff the run. Yeah. yeah yeah stuck with the RPO understood it uh bought into it and what you sh what you saw is uh, a team using that scheme and buying into it etc etc we saw what, what came out. anyway we don't know who the Washington... Well, we do know. It's their third-string quarterback, right? What's his name? Uh, Uno, uh, man. The fact we need to look no. it up. That's the fact. We don't even know his no. fucking name. <laughs> Do not care, Alan. I, I did have it all up here. He played last week. Oh, Somebody's going to beat me to the punch. I had it all laid out here, ready. Oh, here we go. Henry, Henry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he played all right last week. Didn't play great, didn't play bad. Played like a third string quarterback. But here's our issue Washington, right? And I'm sticking to the last two games. So we're going back to two games rather than three, only because that fits my mold. But in the last two games, Washington have six giveaways. So their offense have given the ball away three times per game, right? Yeah, that's a lot. That, that is a lot. It's three giveaways a game, right? This game, this weekend in financial field, tell me if this fits the Philadelphia Eagles style play to a T right now. It's going it, to be, it's going to, it's going to be hammering down with rain. As, right. much as, as much as it pays me to say this, but this benefits the Eagles so fucking much. So much. As, so much, much. as, as much as I hate the fucking Sheedles, <laughs> as much as I fucking hate them, but they are going to beat the WTF, what the fuck team. And we well, here's gonna... one for you. It is hammering down with rain in Philadelphia this Sunday. Thought I'd check that out. How sad am I? It's hammering down with rain. <laughs> right? If it's hammering down with rain, what do you do more than anything? Run the ball. Run the, ball. <laughs> Run the damn ball. Right? With who? And Yeah, I know. Right? I'll get back to that in a moment. <laughs> but the good news is, the good news is, the good news is, right? Antonio Gibson, in his last two games he's played, hasn't run more than 50 yards per game. Right? He has been injured. And he has slowed down since the start of the season. Hurt, mind you, he's playing great. Over 60 yards rushing over his last two games. That doesn't yeah. just end there, right? If you want to try and pass the ball, who are you going to pass it to in a rainy game? Your tight end. Guess who's back for the Eagles in the last game? Zach Hurts. And uh, Miles Sanders, he's questionable to start, but in his last three games, he's averaged 79 yards per game and a touchdown. 
thanks, Austin. Thanks for that. That's a dream mentality thing. I'll, I'll, I'll take that in mind. But I just, I just can't bear. Ah, I, I, I just, I fucking hate the Eagles. Sorry. No, just but to, right. Piggyback on what you're saying. No, yeah, mate. go back uh, to what I'm saying about the Eagles at the moment in a rainy game have the advantage of rushing that they have Miles Sanders on better. Uh, Antonio Gibson, he slowed right down. They've got um, Jalen Hurts rushing for over 60 yards per game. Zach Hurts, Bush, tell me what you think, guys. I just go to the toilet. You crack on and talk about that. Well, I'll also tell you that um, oh, Moss, Mike's, Mike's the story. Washington tight end, is on injured reserve now. Um, Antonio Gibson didn't practice today. <laughs> wow. Terry McLaurin didn't practice today. <laughs> so this game's this game's us for the taking, but DJ, I need to check this out. But apparently, because this is going to be a NFC East show, that they're going to be playing the game at the same time. Apparently, is this like dog? Please tell me. Can you confirm that for me, please? Like that, like. If you can confirm that, if, if, if that helps us in terms of the games, in terms of if they push another team playing the one o'clock slot, one a.m. slot in the UK, then great, then that'd be fantastic. But like, just to kind of bring that point up, like, how beneficial would that be to us as UK fans and just for football fans in general, if those two days were synchronized at the same time, it'd be nail biting. So It'll be enter- pure entertainment. On the NFL site, it's still scheduled for Sunday night. So it's still, still showing that? Yeah. Um, it would be pretty mean of them to move it on Thursday night. Yeah, I, I think if they were would, if they were going to do that, would they not have moved it by now? Yeah. That's better. Sorry, mate, but we just had a nice week. We had a big comment from Dog, yeah, saying, um, little known, like he brought this comment up, um, saying switch the game times. They so, did, they did, yeah, would it play at the same time? No, 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 oh, they've switched it. Oh, I see. No, no. what I was gonna say is they've switched the um, the broadcasting. So the Tampa Bay game isn't being broadcast and the Cowboys game is. <laughs> Bye-bye, Tom Brady. No, well, you were away, Mike. We were just uh, basking in the fact that uh, McLaurin and Gibson didn't practice today. Yeah, that as well. Sorry. But... Yeah, I, I was going to go through that. Uh, that Antonio Gibson um, is questionable to start because of a toe. Um, so we've got issues there. Tom McLaurin is doubtful. So I don't think he's going to play at all because of an ankle injury. And another interesting one is their defensive tackle, uh, Tom Settle. Um, he's questionable to start with a uh, shoulder injury. Comment from Austin once again. He's coming with the fire once again. He wants Fletcher Cox to play. I want Fletcher Cox to play for, for the Eagles this weekend to beat Washington. I think yeah. all of us will Cox. He yeah. has to. He has to play. All right. So we finished this show up with a very unusual question. 
when that is going to be hated by most Cowboys fans, but not this time, is what is your score predictions for the Eagles-Washington game? Oh, really? Are you fucking kidding me? Mate. I know. That's brutal. You're a fucking I'm, I'm going to go with it. Eagles win. Oh 23. God. Eagles win. Eagles win. 23-14. I'm sighing in disbelief. I'm being perfectly honest with you. I don't care. You gotta give me a. All right. Um, Jalen Hurts. If it's Jalen Hurts, then I'm gonna say twenty-eight seventeen. Twenty-eight seventeen to the Eagles. Wow, Gary Lear was seventeen fourteen overtime. Oof. Oof. No. Not say overtime, Ooh. please. please in the yeah. name of Jesus I, Christ, you know what? No. We can't have that. We I've, can't have I've, overtime. I've got the same thinking. Oh, as, I'll as think Gary I'm because... so close. It should be a walkover right now. No, I've got, <laughs> I've got the same thinking as Gary. I think that when is it? When does it ever go smoothly for Cowboys fans? I think this is it, and to, it's 2020, 2020. Oh, exactly. I think this is coming down to the wire. Oh, I'm going to say. Oh. I'm going to say. 1714. Yeah, you're being advocate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna agree with Gary. I like that. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if we'll go to you overtime, but it will be damn close. Fucking hell. Okay. All right then. Oh, right. Lord, Lord, Lord's came out with us. Oh no, wait, no, sorry. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> That's a great score. Just for the <laughs> listeners of the podcast. Lorna's predicted 6-0 Eagles. <laughs> Just a couple of field goals. A couple of field goals. Nothing more. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Oh, mix out. Or it's a three-safety game. Been a oh. while since we've had that. Lauren, just clear that up for us. <laughs> what, what is your thinking behind that? Clear that up for us before we go. Okay, I but ja- Jamie, I Jamie we're ignoring because we know Jamie's drunk. Yeah. And we know Jamie's yeah. drunk because... All he's done is constantly message us how much he loves us. Yeah. And how much he wants a bottle of pop fast right now. He's, he's still getting over <laughs> that 5 0 win for Leeds. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. You should just focus on our game first. Absolutely, Austin. We are going to focus that is on our true. game. That's true. Once we We're just our giving job, a hypothetical. Hypothetical. It's just discussion. It's, it's solid once discussion. Once we've done our job, once we get the win against New York, it's all up to the. It's all up to Washington for them to perform and win. So all eyes are oh. on the name. Pretty much. Be a splash in the eyeball. Pretty much. Like, like we need to. We just need to ensure that we get the win, no matter what. By yeah, any, yeah, of course. By any means necessary. And once we do, we now we can kick back. All the Cowboys players are going to be watching the back in that dressing room. What, watching back and watch that game as the things progress and say, is Washington going to beat the Eagles or is Eagles going to beat Washington and help us get into the playoffs? I do That's hope it. the game has been flexed. I hate having to stay up till four in the morning to watch, to watch a non-Cowboys game, man. But <sighs> There we go. But we do need to do a final shout, which I'm going to chuck out to Paul. Yep. Guys, 
2020 is officially over. Uh, that means 2021 is in the mirror, which means, of course, that in the mirror, I didn't make any sense, that 2021 is coming up into the future, which means you need to start booking your uh, tickets for not just the game, but stadium tours, tailgate parties and everything else. Paul, hit me with it. What are we doing, brother? So, guys, if you're planning on going to a Dallas Cowboys game next season for the 2021 season, be sure to go with Cowboys Experience for their ultimate meet and oh, yeah. tailgate and game day experience. Meeting players and such as Drew Pearson, Zach Martin, Michael Gallup, and, and Joe, Darius, and Joe Looney. I mean, the, the, the list is endless when it comes to the team oh. of players that you will and not to mention, meet former Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, alumni, and also for the, it's just the embracement of Cowboys fans having a good time. And when it comes to the stadium tour, we all know what AT&T stadium is like. Basically, oh, yeah. When it comes to, like, big shout out to our sponsor, Gat Barry Griffith of Cowboys Experience as well. Mm-hmm. But if you are planning going next year, be sure to use the code UK Cowboys and receive yourself a free gift. And in the words of Richard Jones himself, don't be a clown, get free stuff. Free shit is what it's all about. And just to answer Mr. Austin Powers, we really hope so, mate. We really hope so. And just so you guys know that we are hoping to make it to America. Um, every, every time UK Cowboys come over, Mate, are we treated like royalty or are we treated like royalty? More beyond fucking royalty. I feel like a fucking beyond. I'll be honest. Beyond. Man. Yeah. But but do you know what? Do you know you was mentioned about Barry Griffiths, Paul? Barry was that eager to get us over. He asked the question. He said, Okay, how much is a plane ticket and do you want me to buy six? <laughs> yeah. I was like, mate, no. Over, but uh, no joke. He wanted this over, like all, all, yeah. all of us. All of us. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was different, and I was like, no, 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 no. It, it's, it's no so much. No, we can't type. do it. No so much to play. It's, it's the it's the homeland everything. security. Yeah, everything. Control. They are still shut down for international yeah. travel. So hopefully, when things start opening up, now that vaccines are coming out, we can start moving forward. But also on the flip side, the cowboys may come to London. So we get to take care of you guys, if that's the case. <laughs> what I will say, though, um, based on what Austin was saying, will you guys go into any plans next year? Well, I was we hope so. To, we hope so. I was planning going to the home season the opener against Atlanta. Can you imagine what I must have been like if I was to go to that, that freaking game where we came back? Come on. With that special teams kick? Oh, I, 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 I wish I that would now. have been... It would have been. Ooh, Guys, look, but, but, but the best place to watch a Cowboys game in the UK is, the simple answer is, with UK Cowboys. That's all yeah. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it, it, if it happens, you know that, uh, as it did last time, there'll be a UK Cowboys fan bash with all the, the, the trimmings. It's an inti- Literally, when the Cowboys come to London, it's not a tailgate party on the day. It's a week long. It's an entire week. Celebration. It's a celebration of the world for a week. For a week. The world's team. Yeah, I mean, like the Cowboys land in London, like on the Wednesday, and from Wednesday till like the following Monday, it's just a party. 
I'll tell you what, mate. What we should do is we should repost the original video of our 2014 <laughs> video of the, the the meet and greet party we had in the yeah. bar and sports in London, and we mm. had we had former uh, Dallas Cowboy quarterback Danny White there. We had Orlando Scandrick. Orlando Scandrick. Yeah, we had the UK. Uh, so we had the Dallas Cowboys podcast crew. We had Shannon Gross, David Hillman. Yeah, yeah. We had Elsie Charles. It was it was that wild. It was you know it was that loud. Jamie Smith is on the line. Jamie Smith will tell you that the last UK Cowboys fan match when the Cowboys came to town, NFL UK tried to shut down the UK Cowboys party. They were jealous. It was that wild. It was that wild. They were jealous because they cannot operate in that same level. NFL UK can go and suck a dick. Boom. <laughs> but before we go uh, and um, <laughs> before we go, we just want to shout out and it's really, really important we do this, that in 2020 Of course, man. Be sure to be part of the Facebook group. We will post it on that and our Facebook page. We will post it on that yeah. and Twitter. That 2020 hasn't been a great year. But one thing that has been great is everybody from episode one, and we're on episode 97 now, all of you that have joined us, you have been our MVPs. Only reason we sit here uh, uh, and carry it on is the comments that we get not just during the game, but post-game, people yeah. telling us that they enjoy listening to us. You guys are the only reason we keep going on. You are, as I keep saying every week, I post it up, MVPs, 100%. So, it's not worth it. We can literally do this by doing what we do when we're not on the show, by talking during our chat. Um, we, like, have our own chat. But the only reason we do the live show, we, we spend money, we've got a sponsor and all the rest of it is only for you guys and because we love you all so much and because you love us so much. So 2020, Dallas Cowboys have been great, but you guys have been better. Absolutely. Austin, uh, we will put it on our Twitter. If you can access our Twitter account, it's a public account. You should be able to access it. We'll post the link of the video so you can access it and check it out for yourself. Mm -hmm. This was from 2014. Um, needless, to say, right. I, needless to say, I was a stinky, I was a lot more skinnier back then. <laughs> <laughs> but, but less be but less beautiful. Less beautiful. Oh, shut up, you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what I will see is, um, guys, um, ever since we started going 2020. No, what, what I was going to say is, ever since we went to the live platform, you guys have actually helped this show massively. So oh from God, yeah. like from Alfie tonight, Austin, uh, DJ Dog, um, Tim Warner, who uh, I, I would, he's been on a previous shows. Lorne, big massive shout out to you, my friend. You have been so hot with your comments this year. And Valente, we can't forget you as well, my friend. And honestly, guys, like Ken uh, Hughes, Ken Hughes, who was a big part Ken, of it all. Ken as well. We can't not forget Big Ken. Honestly, everyone is in the UK Dallas Cowboys uh, group page. Honestly, you guys are the fucking VIPs. MVPs. MVPs. Um, <laughs> and VIPs as well. VIPs. And VIPs. Yeah. Right. And 
and, and obviously we need to give a shout out to the rest of our UKDC crew who are not here in attendance. So Brian Gaynor, Richard George, and of course our co-founding member, Jamie Smith. And also, who's drunk right now? Who's drunk right now and also our mother of the UK Cowboys uh, DC who is like uh, not part of the show, but she's still a big part of our group. It's Lord Draperwood who started oh, this yeah. group. LDW. LDW, big shout out to her. So, guys, like I said, from Mike, me, and Graham, you guys have been absolutely fucking amazing. So, and here's to many more. To many and, more. And here's the, exactly. Here's the anymore. And, and guys, yeah. from everyone's reactions, you've seemed to really enjoy the, the live format so much more. And and I can't believe we've actually went the two two hour mark in this show for our pregame. And 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 DJ Dog, he's from Aurel, Texas. Fucking like like we said, like we said, like we, we let us know. We we, we we freaking love it. Like we, we freaking love the fact that you guys from Texas are coming into our show, talking about Dallas Cowboys. Uh, hold on a minute. So I'm trying to get a catch up. I'm trying to catch up with all the comments before we finish up here. So give me up with some fans. All yeah, and, and, and here's, a, here's a good one. Is Gary is exactly the reason why we do the show. So you guys can all interact with each other. We're, exactly. we're, we're literally, we're just a conduit for you guys to all talk to each other. And we love it. The only reason we do it is literally just to talk to you guys because we, we, we love it. We love seeing the interaction, even the arguments. Um, pre-game show shout out uh, <laughs> Brian, Brian, Brian and the post-game and the post-game just the post -game. as important yeah I can only I can only back on what the guys are saying we love seeing all the comments we love the interaction and I also love that in the group we don't necessarily agree all the time a lot of the times you can you can just you can put cowboys tinted glasses on and just pretend that everything's rosy but everybody's got different opinions we see loads of different yeah. opinions in the comments but that's that creates discussion points. How boring would it be if we all sat here and said, you know, the Cowboys are going to win every single week. The Cowboys are this, 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 and that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the team. We all we all want the exact same thing at the end of the day. We all want another Super Bowl for the Dallas Cowboys. We hey, love seeing all the comments and the, the, some of the banter has been amazing. Exactly, oh, it's, like, it's, it's been brilliant. It's like, I, 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 I'll, I'll speak for all of us. It's like all of us all have our own viewpoints when it comes to like I have my views on defense, I have my views on offense, and everyone has their own different intakes. And, and they're always wrong. We could be wrong, we could be, I, but, but the fact is, what <laughs> makes the discussion point of the show and we get stressed are audience engaged and we get their views and we discuss yeah, about yeah, it yeah. as well and this yeah, is what yeah. the whole show is all about and yeah and and i will say before i finish off tonight is is brian no fucking chance <laughs> but no, i i do want to no. say one thing is this although this is the last uh pre-game show of the regular season the post-game season all depends on what happens Sunday. If not, there will be a post-game season regardless next week to talk all about it and the season. After that, we get into the draft edition uh, program on this show, which well, special, guests, uh, special guests special guests are, are just out of this world. Um, we've got everybody involved. Um, we've even got some UK people involved. Um, Joel will be back. A guy who oh, uh, I spent, yeah, Joel, I got involved. Who I spent time with in the um, in the Scout Academy. 
me and him going through that together. We've got like literally anyone oh. and everybody. Oh, there's right. a special guest for Tuesday. We've there we go. Special guest for Tuesday. So, guys, be sure to check out the show on Tuesday, hosted by our very own Brian Gaynor. So, be yeah. sure to check out 9 p.m. UK, 4 p.m. Eastern, and 1 p.m. Pacific. So, be sure to check it and out. And obviously, um, that is another big shout I want to give out to before we leave in 2020. It's a big shout out to all our special guests. Um, these guys mostly, literally 99% are from America. So these guys have literally got to work to our time scale, uh, which can be a bit awkward sometimes, but they literally do it. Um, you know, we're talking Jane Slater, he's, he's sunk a mad dog. Jane Slater, Brian Broadus, David Hellman, Derek Eagleton, um, West Coast. Um, oh, man, this is so many to go through. Shannon, who I have spoken to. Hopefully, we'll get Shannon back. Oh, don't worry. Shannon Gross will be back in the show. He will be back. All right. He's just doing and the dark thing right Rob now. Rob Phillips. Rob Phillips as well. Um, Rob Phillips. Jane Slater. Jane Slater. Um, oh, um, Barry Gibson and Barry Griffith. Um, Barry so Griffiths. Kelsey Charles and Megan as well. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, I'm trying I to think there's just so many. And, yeah. And we will have RJ, 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 yeah, especially from Brog and the Boys. And we will have some former Dallas Cowboys players on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's right. Um, there's just like there's hundreds who've joined us this week, and those guys, uh, just are as important. Oh, and we try and bring as many to you. Um, that's a great comment, great comment. Oh. <laughs> Jeff Reinbold. Jeff, Jeff Reinbold. Reinbold. Jeff Reinbold is our angel legend. Man. Yeah. Even though he's even though he's a Raiders fan, but he no. is an absolute legend. He shared the show tonight. He did. Well, shut yeah. up. Yeah, he okay. does it every week. Jeff, oh my Jeff has. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get Jeff. We'll get Jeff back on the show. Um, no chance skip. that is no. happening. Yeah. There's just some him, people. Uh, if some people was to come on this show, I will tell him to fuck off. To be fair, <laughs> he is not. But listen, guys, fan. we'll we'll have the draft edition coming after. It literally the draft edition shows depending how far the Cowboys go during the playoffs because they will make the playoffs. There was Taylor Stern. She was brilliant. She's ready to come back on the show as well. By the way, so there's that to go ahead. Um, but. Uh, draft edition show happens week. Uh, so you got Super Bowl Sunday. Draft edition starts that Thursday. We're into the draft edition then. We really need you guys to join in on that because you can tell us if we're going right or wrong. There's a whole host of special guests, content going on. But for now, it is 2020. So it far. was a shit fucking year. Fucking hated 2020. Damn you. If 2020 was a year, it'd be the Eagles. <laughs> but for now, from UK Cowboys TV, from myself, from Paul, Graham, Jamie, Rich, uh, who else am I missing? Brian. Hey. Sorry, I do apologize. I do apologize. <laughs> Brian. He's going to kick you in the balls for that now. I'm going to have to send him something nice. But that is us. <laughs> I know uh, those beers, they're in the box right here. They're right here in the box. I just got to take it to the post office. Anyway, that is 2020, guys. We've loved all of you. 
to a million pieces. We hope to do it all again. We'll see you all again soon. Have a great New Year's. We'll see you on Sunday, guys. Big love. How about then, Cowboys? Have a nice holiday, guys. Happy New Year. See you next Happy. time. Happy New Motherfucking Year.